so just so everyone knows, we are Keith and Ben, and this is the uh, Pilgrims and Prodigals podcast. And take it away, Ben. Uh, I just want to... Uh, hi, my name is Ben, and uh, it's, it's good to be here. <laughs> um, but I just yes. want to uh, restate what I stated before on the the several failed attempts at recording this first episode <laughs> that we are not professionals and we have no idea what we're doing as far as the technical side of this thing goes. When it comes to understanding our hearts and understanding where we've come from, I feel like we're pretty much the masters of our own testimony. And that's what I think this podcast is going to end up being about is testimony, discovering who we are in our faith, what things are still question marks and what things are for sure. I'm decided that this is who God is and who I am and uh, what religion is and what it's not and all that other stuff. But so as far as that goes, I feel like I'm pretty well educated on how I feel about things. Uh, But I'm not really well educated on how much gain should be on my mic or why. You might have it a little high, but no, it's I think it's okay actually. I think it's okay. Well, uh, no, Shane, Shane, give me a no head nod. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Okay. I, I, I heard don't touch it. So I think that, uh, okay. So as, as I was saying, really not, uh, on the professional side as far as the technical piece, but that's not the piece that I even care about. The, the fact that we're doing this podcast is cause me and Keith, uh, honestly, just really, really, uh, we have some freaking good conversations and we just wanted to share that yeah. with people talk about things that if I have these questions, it's very, very possible that other people have these same questions talking about things like, uh, faith, family, humanity, uh, Tithing. T- uh, probably <laughs> less on that one, but, <laughs> but uh, faith, family, humanity, who is God? Uh, what do we believe about him? How do we interact with him? Questions that a lot of people have, and I want to set the tone straight that this is not your grandpa's Christian podcast where um, mm. we basically agree with every Republican out there on who <laughs> who God is. Donald and, Trump, make America great again. Yeah, so um, because we're not the uh, average Christian, I guess you could say, or the the – I, what is the status quo? Uh, basically, we're like westernized religion. Yeah, yeah. The there, there, there you go. And we're also not edgy. We're just people that are trying to figure out what life is about and how to die well. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that's yeah. So uh, for me, uh, my main heart behind this podcast from the very beginning. Um, has just been to create an open atmosphere where we can really talk about these things. We can talk about our faith, what we believe, what we're struggling with, because I think sometimes in church, it's really hard. Like you're just taught to, you know, believe that this is the way it is because God says so. And, you know, even if you don't believe, like there's so many things that, you know, after stepping out of church that I've really taking the time to think of for myself, you know, cussing, drinking, like I mentioned before, tithing, and I'm sure we'll get to that, but <laughs> I definitely believe in, I definitely believe in Christian charity. Um, let's put that, let's definitely so I put think, a needle in that. I think that it would be cool to just preview like things that I, that we plan on talking about because 
So if you're about to stop listening, uh, this is some encouragement to keep listening or else you can know to shut the podcast off because it's not for you. And that's yeah. that's quite all right. But I mean issues that just freaking don't get talked about for no reason in the church because it's not PC or whatever else. But just like yeah. uh, the – how how does culture relate to um, – uh, how do I – I want to say this the right way so that the people that are – and I also want to think about it so the people that were thinking about listening, stopping listening will actually stop listening. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I mean issues like homosexuality and drugs and alcohol and divorce and family and not having a great family life and not having yeah. a good private life and just being a human being that messes up on the regular – and how do you yeah. how do you deal with that? Because no one, and I maybe some people, but I cannot achieve ever in my life a genuine mega pastor status where I am going to be like I have arrived and I am ready to speak the word of God. I just don't believe that that exists. And if it doesn't yeah. exist, I'm going to have to sort out all this crap that's in my life. And what is it? What does it mean if I still sin? What does it mean if I it, should I it will I ever stop? sinning is this a you know just those types of things i've probably yeah. said that horribly wrong but like i said it's our first podcast so give us a break um, yeah for sure or yeah. don't whatever we're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna have a conversation that we think is valuable yeah, and that's that's why for me like you know like my heart behind this like i said is just creating an open atmosphere and i'm sure that's your heart too where we can just discuss these things you know what is right? What is wrong? What's just real? Because that's what I want to create, just a place where we can be real, whether it's right or wrong, a place where I can be honest and say, dude, here's what's in my life. Like, here's what I'm struggling with. Here's what I'm debating. Like, is this even real or not? Like, I just want to create a place where people don't feel ostracized, which I'm sure I butchered that word, or <laughs> or people don't feel ostracized ostracized oh, like Ost an ostrich like an ostrich they don't want to be <laughs> if made you feel like, like an ostrich you need to listen to this podcast <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely i mean honestly like when we were throwing names around for the podcast voices in the church <laughs> voices in the church is one that came up to me because that's kind of it describes what i want to do with the podcast is that i want to give a voice back to the humans that go to church rather than yeah. the i don't want i don't we hear enough of the voice of the men of God that speak in yeah. the church. And when I say man of God, I mean like that larger than life, super Christian that is never falls down. I mean the, the people yeah. in the church that aren't like that usually don't get up on the platform and talk, but they yeah. can get on the podcast and talk. And that's why I'm here. That's why you're here is because we are those people and we want to talk about – the BS that we see in the church. We want to talk about the BS that we see in society. We want to call these things out. We want to talk about the BS we see in our own lives. Call these exactly, things out man. and just, just deal with it. Yeah. Seriously, like, yeah. No, that you said that perfectly. There's not even anything I can add to that. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of like our heart for this podcast. Um, so um, I want to talk a little bit about our journey and how we arrived here. So, um, for me, and my journey is a little bit different than Ben's. Um, for me, uh, me and my wife, we had, going back a couple years, had a couple issues that we had started bringing to 
I won't name any names at the time or a church or anything, but we were a part of a church and we started bringing our concerns to the pastor. And I'm sure um, eventually down the line, she'll have her own thoughts to add in to this. She usually articulates way better than I do. Hey, Keith, let's decide on this issue right here before we continue. Are women allowed to speak on the podcast or are they just solely for serving okay. their husband as they speak on I'm just, that is totally well, joke. well this I'm is <laughs> this is my thing only if they wear hats yeah only if they wear also, hats also okay well I don't know if your views are different than mine but uh, <laughs> it's gotta be like I need a sandwich I need you to wear a skimpy outfit yeah. no I'm just hey, babe, I, can you go get me a beer I really need one right now <laughs> no 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 uh, that, sorry Bad joke. Interrupted your story. Continue. With you your should have story. seen the look I just got. That was okay. I'm I'm gonna pay for that comment later. But that's why I'm podcasting anyways. in the garage behind a shut door. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. You're safe. I'm not okay. Anyway, so my journey, my journey, and how I got here to where I'm at in this point in my life is, we had brought our concerns to our pastor, like we said. Um, and I don't know, maybe down the road we'll feel comfortable enough to drop names or just the church itself. But as of right now, I don't feel comfortable doing that. Um, but we had issues with, you know, things that the church taught or the way situations that weren't handled rightly or, uh, you know, concerns about, uh, you know, nepotism and, you know, family running church and stuff like that. And we are pretty much, you know, we were treated like ostriches, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So pretty much what happened is the first meeting we had with him, um, the day, the next day we were actually called into one of the, um, leaders of the church's office and were pretty much accused of attacking the family. And so from that moment we had, you know, multiple meetings afterwards and, you know, this went on for about a year or so. And, um, eventually came to a point where we just decided to walk away from it because it really is just so much going on we didn't agree with. And, you know, I'd be lying if I say there wasn't hurt, you know, that we weren't. I'd be lying if I said that that they treated us fairly and they did everything right and perfect, you know, because it wasn't like that, man. Like it was yeah, it was ugly. There was a lot of like bad things said, bad ways treated. And mm-hmm. like I said, I could go into and talk about it for a couple hours, but that's not my goal of this podcast is to bash a church. It's, and I sure, just wanted to sure. say that I just wanted to say that to kind of um, give some heart behind the journey of where we're at now. So I'm yeah. at a place now where I've stepped out of church culture, um, you know, that subculture of Christianity Um, I still believe in Jesus. I'm still a Christian. Um, I don't want to scare anybody who knows me and hasn't been a part of my life recently. I still love Jesus. You know, you don't have to pray for me. You know, I'm still a Christian. Um, But I'm just questioning, you know, what is right and wrong? Like, you know, I'm drinking, drinking beer now, saying a swear word, word here and there. And, you know, that doesn't bother me, you you know, and there's so, and, and so many other things, not even just the gray areas, but like, my devotion to God, like I don't have to question whether I'm being good enough, you know, for God to love me anymore, you know, and I've still got my own struggles that I'm working through and my doubts that like, you know, what is right and wrong. Yeah. But I'm at a place right now where I just want to figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, everything that you just said to is, it has nothing to do with, 
what we want to say about a church that we previously went to. It has everything to do with just where Keith is at and his heart and everything like that. So like, as, as far as the podcast goes, there's no reason to, no reason to, I mean, I don't want to hold anything back on the podcast. I want to be totally real and tell our testimony, but things will come up and we'll talk about past events, but we're not talking about, I mean, maybe we're talking about a little bit of bitterness, but I just want to make it clear that this podcast has not been forged in the fires of bitterness towards anybody. We have this, this, uh, this podcast and is in short, what's been going on in mine and Keith's life is that we recently stepped out of a church circle and the church circle that we stepped out to stepped out of it wasn't the best experience to step out of a church. It wasn't a sending off; it was a breaking off. Of, well, if I could interrupt right there for a second, yeah, sorry, you go right ahead, man. You, you had it a little rougher because you didn't step out. <laughs> I mean, you're right. I did exit, but like, like I said, it wasn't a. Uh, it I wasn't completely willful. I, I didn't step out. It was more of broke off. I guess is what you would say. Um, but I, I don't want to cut you off, Keith. I just wanted to say that, that like to clarify the reason I'm making a podcast is the reason that me and Keith are doing this podcast is not because we have so many opinions that are filled with so much bitterness that we want to air about the church. We just want to talk about the BS that we've seen and sort out how do you fix it? How do you make it better? We're moving towards a solution. Do we have the solutions? No, but we know that there is some, uh, you know, I don't crap for a better lack of a term that yeah. go, that goes on in the church that just is is kind of weird. But I digress. I just I wanted to make that point. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much all. <clears throat> pretty much all I was going to say on that. You know, that's just our heart. That's where, you know, I'm at personally. I just want to. I want to figure out who Jesus is, and you know, there's a song that I was listening to when I had first stepped out of the church where um, uh, it's a United Pursuit song where he says, you know, I abandon my addiction to certainty of life and my need to know everything. And then he goes on to say, you know, I'm just looking for a savior. So I think that's just where I'm at, where Mm -hmm. I've been at Mm -hmm. and where I'm going to continue to be is like, I'm not looking for certainty. I'm not looking for a church circle. I'm not looking for safety in a, you know, You're- this inner circle of Christianity where, you know, make everyone look a certain way and they're happy. Like, I just, I want to find out who Jesus is yes. and I want to be raw and vulnerable. And, you know, if it means that I'm rejected from some church cultures and, you know, there are people who look down on me and like, don't even consider me a Christian, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and me too. Me too. I mean, I love what you said there because you're not looking for a church circle. You're not looking for, you're not even looking to really understand. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're not looking for certainty. We're letting go of it because it's not important. What, what we're looking for is a savior. What we're looking for is God. I don't need yeah. to understand the guy in his fullness. I mean, the Bible says that my ways are higher than your ways. So I'm going to lay that down and lean not on my own understanding. And I'm just going to be looking for Jesus. I want God. I want to see him. I want to know him. I want to see him affect the world around me. If he is who he says he is, I shouldn't have to ponder him day in and day out and day in and day out 
to figure out the enigma because that's not what I'm after. What I'm after is just to know him. And I don't want to, I don't want to figure Jesus out. I want to ask him questions. I want to test him. I want to evaluate him. And that's not, that's not me saying that I have no faith. That's saying that I would like to have more faith. I want to strengthen my faith. I mean, I think that's just, I think that's just you being honest, you know, like I, like that's because it's so, it's so prevalent in church culture just to have all the answers. And if you don't have all the answers, find the latest uh, evangelist or apologist who has the answers and study them, you know, like, and we get so focused on having the answers for everything that we just don't listen to people. Yeah. Or worse, you know, you don't even go to the latest apologist who has views that make sense. You just go to the the local pastor and you're like, Hey man, what I believe is confusing. So why don't you just tell me what you believe and I'll believe that. And then I end up with no faith of my own. And I just believe what someone's told me that the Bible says versus what I heard God say, or what, what my experience with God is. Spirituality is no longer defined by the experience of God. It's defined by the knowledge of God that some guy got from Bible college and he's, you know, what he got out of reading, uh, the Bible. And that's just not, that's not what I'm looking for. I don't think that's what anybody else is looking for. You know, I don't think that, I don't think that that's the reason that church attendance is so low and that the church is okay. I hate calling what we know as the church, the church, if I can soapbox a second, is that if there's anything, it, if there's anything that I've learned in the past year of my life, it is that the church, that name or that what what you what people associate with the word the church, the body of believers that's banded together to see the kingdom come, I don't like that definition being associated with the building that's down the street. Church is not that place that we go. Church is that thing that we are, the community that we have among me and you. We're just friends, but I feel more church. I feel more like my home church is in this podcast and my conversation with you than any church that I've ever gone to in my life. Because if I go there, if I go there and I sit in the seat and I just, I, I sing the song, I take notes on the sermon, and then I go home, I still didn't get what mm. I came for. You know what I mean? I came for a family. I came for love. I came for reality. I came for an impact to be made on me. And the the business model or the the uh, the business mechanism that is Sunday mornings, we've just taken the Bible and commercialized it into a Chuck E. Cheese for Jesus on Sunday mornings. And it really, yeah. it really doesn't get the point across like a real friendship with someone where you're allowed to evaluate your faith and not just be told what your faith is. I don't want to go somewhere and soak it up like a sponge. I want to, in my own life, you know, stick what people are telling me into my head like a blender, blend it up and then pour out like a truth smoothie that I have evaluated for myself. That was a really weird analogy. I'm sorry that it went there. But the, the Please point, don't put my brain in a blender. The, <laughs> my brain is a blender, son. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> But what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that I don't, 
I love church. Please understand. But when I say I love church, I mean I love the people that I've met in my life that have poured into me, shared their love with me, shared their life with me. That is what the church is. And when I say the church and that I don't like the church, I don't mean that I don't like those people and those experiences. I mean that I have frustrations with the fact that we've commercialized Jesus and turned him into – uh, Chuck E. Cheese experience where if you go and play the games well, you have enough tickets to get a position on the worship team or a spot in eldership yeah. and you trade it in for the big one and then you eventually go to Bible school and become a pastor and then you have you, you have something that's not worth any more than the tickets that you traded it in for. Filthy yeah. rags. You know what I mean? So I, I hate yeah. that. I hate that whole – model. I'm not saying that all churches are wrong and that church is bad, but I'm saying that like it didn't work for me the way that it is and I want to see it be different. And so that that's kind of my backstory. It's it's more that's not really my backstory, that's more my motivation in the podcast is that like stuff is messed up. Chuck E. Cheese Christianity sucks and we got to fix hashtag it. that Chuck E. Cheese Christianity. Chuck E. Cheese Chuck E. Cheese Christianity. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that we will get at least one retweet off of that, mainly because oh, I don't man. even have a Twitter. I literally <laughs> – I mean either if we're I, so I, lame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are definitely – Do you have a Twitter, Elena? Can you, can you set one up for me? All right. My, my, niece, my niece is going to set us up a Twitter. Cool. So. cool. Well, then, I mean, maybe we'll fit in, <laughs> but okay, – Then we'll so, be cool. So, sorry, soapbox over. I just freaking <laughs> – I, I really, really, really want people to understand that when I talk about the church and, and the thing that the church is, the the beloved of Jesus, it has nothing to do with two fast songs and two slow songs and an altar call and a sermon and uh, coffee and donuts in the foyer. I mean, th- they will even tell you that in church, that that's not what it's about, but then they turn around and practice it. Like that's it. That is what it's about. You know, <laughs> Dude, you know something, you know, something that's always got me. What? <laughs> so, you know, like you go to church on Sunday mornings and uh, the worship service starts with like a, a fast song and, you know, it's just like, who's happy. Come on guys. You know, it's like, yeah. dude, it is, <laughs> It is like 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning. Like <laughs> nobody is happy right now. Yeah. All right. Especially like, when you say that. And then everyone around you is just like standing there, like clapping because they have to. <laughs> no. Yeah. It, no. I mean, half of the people don't even clap because they have to. They like look at the worship leader in the eyes and they're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you are, are you, so fake are right you, now. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, you know, you know like, what planet are you from? Where you know what? Let's just skip the service. I just want to go wherever they came from, so I can be as happy and giddy as they are, and just want to do nothing other than sing songs, clap my hands, and smile at a crowd full of people. That's Jesus right there. Wherever they came from, that's where I'm going to go find Jesus at. I mean, it's either that or they want to punch him in the face. I mean, I'm sure that as <laughs> as people get more and more tired of doing the same thing over and over again, it switches to that. But yeah. but yeah, that definitely when they're like, all right, everybody, let's put our hands together for Jesus. Yeah. I mean, that always got me. That always got me as a worship leader because I never wanted to start services like that. Even when I when I led worship at the church that we were at, like I never wanted and I, I don't recall ever starting a worship service off like, all right, let's all just clap your hands. Like, 
like I would do the invitation, right? But I would be like, you know, like I just want to welcome you to interact with God this morning. And I, because I think it doesn't matter. And this is just my little worship rant just for a quick second. Yeah. Yeah. Is I don't, I don't think it matters whether someone's clapping their hands. I don't think it matters whether they look like they're getting into it. Like God could be speaking to that person. Yeah. So whether, whether that person, a person is standing in the back of the room, staring at you or on their knees at the altar, they could both be experiencing God in that moment. Absolutely. I totally 100% agree. That's just another one of those traditions that makes church more like Chuck E. Cheese is that it's like, this is what we do. This is what we do because this is what works and it makes people get excited and it wakes them up. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with wanting to wake people up before your Sunday morning services. That's totally fine. But as long as you say it like that, you know what I mean? Like, hey, the re- guys, we're going to do a fast song so we can get the blood flowing, wake everybody up a little bit. And in the meantime, yeah. while we're doing that, we'll also be opening the invitation to worship Jesus. But, oh, uh, you know what they need to do? Yeah, what? Like pre-worship workouts. You know what I'm saying? Like you come in, <laughs> there's some music going. You There can be like a yoga corner. You can pull in some weight benches if you want. Yeah, you, you know, can, some can, some jump ropes, some crossfit, you know, some free weights, you, get, you know, you can get cross have like holy yoga, have like a like a workout ministry, you know, because obviously, you know, that's ministering to people. So, you know, you got you got to do it. <laughs> I got to be honest <laughs> with you, man. I didn't, I didn't quite follow you on that. One. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I yeah, it's just, the, worship rant accepted. I totally agree. It's just another yeah. tradition. And that's the big thing, man, is that like traditions ain't Jesus. Like tra- whatever you – whatever your grandpa did, is if it, was, if it was giving him a personal experience with the Lord, then that can be Jesus. But yeah. if he was doing it because his grandpa did it, that is like by pure definition just religious. You know, the the things that we do that have nothing to do with our own experience, it's just a part of the program like that is literally just bull crap. That is terrible that we like. Why do we do this? Uh, You know, it's just been working for so long. And why do we do church the way we do it? It's just been working for so long. I mean, it's biblical, right? I mean, we've now that we created this model and preached a thousand sermons about why our model that we made is correct. It's just got to be right, right? I mean, it's been working. Well, the point is that now it's not working. Pe- young people in like by the thousands are just like, that sounds stupid. I didn't work for my parents, so I'm not going to go. My parents yeah. went to church. They got divorced. So screw that because it doesn't work. doesn't make people love each other. Uh, I, you know, and, and there's just all of this stuff where people can tell that it doesn't work. And yet we're still like, okay, look, we'll just, you know, we'll get it. We'll get a Twitter account for the church, a Facebook page. And if we slap some patches on this flat tire, I'll bet it would hold air again. And that's where we've been at for the past, I don't know, like 50, 60 years in the church is that we're like, man, this thing was working really good before. Wonder what's wrong. And I mean, I think it's time to really reevaluate it from a biblical standpoint and the things that don't work, throw them away and stop treating them like they're holy. 
Like uh, uh, the, yeah. I mean, like there we could go through and pick apart a whole church service. That's not what's important. But the, the, the important thing is that tradition, if it was successful in the past, doesn't it never should tradition become truth. Those are two totally separate things, and we shouldn't yeah. treat tradition like it is the truth because it's just not. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, there's a resource that I am going to try and find and leak into the bio whenever we put this podcast up. Um, maybe my wife can help me find it. There's an article that this uh, girl wrote who was talking about why her generation – um, is stepping away from church and, you know, she addressed all the issues with church. And, um, what I really liked about the article is she not only addressed the problems, but with every problem, she, um, came up with a solution that she thought would work for her generation. So I'll try and find that and link that in there. I'm sure my wife can try and help me find it too. But, uh, I mean, I think it's good. I mean, you have to address the issues. You can't just, you can't just ignore that your tire's flat and keep driving because you're going to break that thing and it's yeah. going to stop working altogether. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you, man. Cause like, uh, and this is something that I for real believe in. Like this is something that like just after watching, after being through what I went through and seeing the things that I'm seeing and now kind of being on the outside of the evangelical circle looking in is that if something doesn't change, and I mean like drastically change about the way that we do church, I 100% believe that we're headed towards a post-church era. Yeah. And what I mean by post— It's our fault. What I mean, I totally agree with you, man. It, it's, it's, it's literally been people that are like, no, look, this works. I promise. Let's just milk it. And then I promise if we just keep on faking it till we make it, we will make it. Yeah. And that's why you have hundreds, I mean freaking thousands of churches that are still paying on mortgages for buildings that they never needed to support congregations of people that could easily fit inside a house instead of a church, but yet that yeah. debt still exists in the body of Christ because well, it's just what you need. If I become a pastor, I can collect the tithe and then we can we can build this church and I can do something for God. And it I the passions of the people that start those things are 100% legitimate. The pastors that started the small churches that support congregations of 20 people, 30 people, 60 people that will never be mega churches, that will never grow beyond what they are. They started with the purest of intentions and probably the most fiery passions. But it was fiery passion that got fed into a system that should have died 30 yeah. years ago when it stopped being effective. But yet we still continue to go the way of tradition, and then we're going to end up with a bunch of empty buildings that do nothing except tell the story about how we couldn't get over tradition to save the church. It's, they're yeah, literally well, going think... to be everywhere, man. They're going to be like just yeah. structures that don't get used for Jesus anymore. It's money that was pumped into tradition and not into the truth, which is what people need. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, it's going to be no different than I remember uh, Aaron Gillespie talking about how <clears throat> like he went overseas to Europe and he was standing in these, you know, old abandoned cathedrals mm. that, you know, just aren't used anymore. They're just these old, giant, massive, rundown buildings. Um, 
And I think that's really uh, symbolistic to like the way we're headed. Like, I like, totally agree. There, there's this song that uh, that Daniel Bashta that Daniel Bashta wrote. It's called "In the Ruins," mm-hmm. and he says, "In the ruins, there will be healing. In the ruins, there will be singing. When the walls fall down and the church bells cease to ring." Like there is going to be healing in the Whoa. kingdom of God. There's going to be Freaking singing in the kingdom man. of God. Yeah. Like, when when we, that's just when how we tear, I feel about it, dude. Yeah. When we when we tear down the walls of the church, stop ringing our bells and expecting people to just come to us. When we tear down the walls and actually be the church and stop building another freaking building yeah. and you know creating another another group of sheep to just do whatever that pastor says is right. When when you've got, you know, congregations down the road saying that they're completely wrong. And we fed into that, man. The church yeah. that we were at, I was completely convinced that what we had is what the churches around us needed. That I, they were all I, right. I totally agree with you. Yeah, Absolutely. like, and I I totally believe that. Like, like, oh, they're good, but we've got the fire. We've got something better than these churches around us, and they need us. If only, the thing is like, if only we need you each other. had – exactly. We need, that's, we need the church, the people, the relationships, the Jesus. We need that stuff. But you're so right about like literally everything you just said is that I used to think that way too, that like if just everyone understood these principles that we have here – I, the church would grow exponentially, but for some reason, I'm completely ignoring the fact that it hasn't worked for us. I know it's not working yeah. for us, and we've had the same head count for a long time, but w- these principles, man, you need them. If we saw them applied, <laughs> revival would break out. I'm telling you, it just it can't work here because of some reason. But if you, other churches, would just listen to this wisdom— Or just blame revival. it on the people— just just say, you know, oh your your God. congregants aren't no. doing enough, man. And no. that's that's where a lot of pastors t- just start bashing their own people. They're like, if you were only evangelizing enough, if you were preaching enough, if you were reading your Bible and caring about the lost enough. Oh, it is. It's, yeah, if it's, you were if you were at the real Christians are at Wednesday nights. So if you're oh there, then God, you're really stop. doing the work no. of the kingdom. <laughs> no. Oh, it's too real, Keith. I can't I can't handle that. That's so real. I mean, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know what? If we just had – there's only five people showing up to Wednesday night service. Why is that? It's because people aren't dedicated. If we had more people like those five that show up to Wednesday night, revival would start happening in this community. But only five yeah. can make it. And you know what? We're never going to – There's act- only five revivalists in this whole city. We Come are, on. We are not, we are not going to evaluate the fact that it might just be a, a crappy prayer service. That it, yeah. it might just not be – it might just be Bible study and people are like, oh my god, this is exactly what I just saw on TBN when I left my house. Kill <laughs> me, please. You know what I mean? Like, it's well, a- my thing is – you know, this is something that my wife brought up one time. Like, like you can't say that someone isn't serving God because they're not at that Wednesday night service. Dude, they could be out feeding the homeless. Oh, they could be out, you know, being being a light to someone in their family. They could be, they could be just at home building family connections with their wife and their children, like, like having some bruh. some time with their family and ensuring that their kids are going to grow up in a safe home. Like you don't know someone's heart, you know. You can't judge and say, oh, "Well, these are the real Christians. These are the on fire Christians, the ones that are here, and the rest Absolutely. of them need to be like this." Absolutely, like, oh, just I can't tell you how much. 
how ineffective um, some church services that I've been to in my life were for me. And I would have been better to spend that time somewhere else doing something just yeah. that wasn't making me more numb. You know what I mean? That it was yeah. just like, all right, let's add another layer to this callus of like, you know, let's speak in tongues for a half hour. Let's let's pray for the loss for a half hour. Let's do – and all of that stuff that I just said, praying for the loss, speaking in tongues, praying for our nation, play, praying for our leadership, those are all super awesome things. But whenever I went to Wednesday night – I didn't need to go to Wednesday night to say those prayers and have them be effective. I didn't need that. It was a waste of gas money, honestly. If you would have just told me, someone who loves Jesus, that I should pray for those things and then we would all just pray on our own time and then come together on Wednesday. And instead of praying more, which is something I could have just done at my house, we talk about what we feel like God is doing in the community, testimonies of answered prayer. That's what I need from people, not to like, hey, will you you sit next to me while I pray? Because it really, I mean, I know the Bible says we're two or more gathered together in agreement. I completely understand that, that there's some kind of weird corporate aura that whenever you get together, I I mean, I I believe in it, even though it's weird to me, I don't get it. But like, I believe that, that if you're in a place with people that agree with you, that like God is on the move. I I do believe that, but I don't need it every Wednesday. Like I get it every Sunday, twice a week. Isn't making it better. I promise you. Yeah. And my thing is like, I'm not, I'm not even against corporate worship. If you want to do it more than one time a week, but labeling it as you know the real believers are going to be at this corporate gathering if you're not at this corporate gathering then you need to get the fire you need to work out your salvation you need to figure out thanks. whose side you're really on because you know the real people they're going to be here yeah you know thanks for bringing it back I, I down will, to earth i was just i literally was yeah. venting and here you are ministering to me thank you no you're good like, <laughs> like I, i'll corporate gather every day if you know that's where i feel led if i feel led to have a prayer service every day at my house seven days a week do it then yes but i'm never again gonna do anything out of religious obligation exactly thank you that's the perfect thing to say and then yeah I I totally agree with that point. So, yeah, I mean, uh, good stuff, good conversation and everything to, uh, to, to bring us to this point. And and, I mean, literally what just happened was we kind of sputtered at the beginning of the podcast, I think just getting to introduce ourselves, introduce everybody and talk about what we think it is and what it's going to be. But like the last 30 minutes have been exactly why I want to do this podcast is because I feel like those conversations are valuable conversations for people to hear and not just like be like, oh, well, I always just said that, you know, just to to actually question and evaluate it. Because I was talking to, I was talking to Ryan Miller the other day and name drop. Yeah. Ryan Miller, (laughs) Ryan Miller, he's in the house. He's my friend. Uh, He's, he's part of the church that supports me as a Christian so, uh, and, and that's not a building anywhere, you guys, that's just my friends. But, um, yeah, I was talking to him and I just said this sentence that I just want to like put, like, I want to like get a tattoo of it or something. Cause I'm pretty sure I'll believe it for the rest of my life. And that's that 
this generation will never accept a gospel that they haven't been allowed to evaluate for themselves. And that's what I want this podcast to be, in my opinion, is that I want it to be fun, but I also want to spend time evaluating the gospel that we have so that we can accept it. You know what I mean? Because until I get to do that, I have no interest in it. And and be so again, everyone that's listening to this and you know me and we haven't talked in a while, I am a Christian and I believe in Jesus and I believe in the other list of things that Christians are supposed to believe in that make them real Christians and not heretics. But <laughs> down with the heretics. Yeah, down with the heretics. Uh, but <laughs> but I, I still believe all those things, but for the first time ever, I am Sinners. I'm not wrestling with myself to make me agree with what I've been taught. I'm wrestling yeah. with God this time and I'm asking him who he is. If that makes sense. I'm I'm no longer wrestling with the ideas that I've been taught my whole life and trying to make them connect with me. Uh I'm I'm now wrestling with God himself wanting an answer. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, uh we're going to have to wrap this up um here in the next few minutes, but uh Man, I just want to let anyone who's listening out there know that, uh, uh, you know, God wants to bless your life, and He's going to do that if you support things that are for His kingdom. And uh, yeah, this podcast is so just for God's kingdom. So give us your money, and uh, <laughs> you know, God's God wants to. I'm just hearing that He wants to give you mansions right now. Like, yes, prosperity, 100%. Like, just mansions, Hummers, limousines. Uh, you you want that uh, that gold bracelet? Yeah. When when money. when God said that He would give you the nations if you would only ask, it, He meant I will give you Yeezys, I will give you Rolls yes. Royce, I will give you Jordans, I will give you. I, I I'm literally such a dad. I don't know any other cool thing that I could have that costs money. <laughs> but only if you support, only if you support pilgrims and prodigals. Yeah. I if mean, not, honestly, if not, you're, you're revoking you're, God's blessing. If, and do you want to do that? If you're, uh, yeah, this is uh, again, you guys, this is satire of like what it's like <laughs> sometimes. But like, if you've heard this podcast and you think, hey, you, I'd like to give money to this other charity that I was planning on giving it to. Nope. What, you, what you've heard tonight is the word of God. And if you yeah. do not give to the words that, from the source of the word that you hear that builds the faith in you, you're cheating the servants of God. And yeah. so uh, I really feel kind of dirty. I feel like I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm getting into like too much comedy and not enough helping, not enough helping the people of God anymore. <laughs> no, it's so, it's all funny. So, Just so everyone knows, we're completely joking. Absolutely, um, yeah, totally. I mean, we we don't even we don't even have a charity. I was literally just making a joke. So please don't yeah. give us money because we don't even have anything to do with it. Right, yeah, I'll I'll probably just like I don't know buy some video games or something i'll I'll buy gems on smite you are um you are just you know really any anyone who person. plays anyone who plays smite on xbox hit me up at oh my complexity God. this is <laughs> this is what i'm talking about keith this is the kind of crap that's going to keep us grounded and down to earth whenever people are like what 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 are these guys who, who is this what are they doing and you know what the sad thing is that like i can almost guarantee that not even that is going to happen because this is our first podcast ever, and I have zero expectations that it will go anywhere. Honestly, yeah. bro, like the, the this is the main thing for me is that listeners, I love you, but 
I'm not doing this uh, podcast. I, we're doing the we're making it a podcast for you, but the the groundwork here is set up just because I like talking to my brother Keith and having spiritual yeah. conversations. And then we said, wouldn't it be cool if we could hit the record button? So like, yeah, I, I honestly the the conversation and the value for me from a selfish perspective is that like I was going to have this conversation with you anyway, and I really enjoy these mm-hmm. conversations. So, uh, I mean, and then it's just on record. So at this point, Keith, I am not super concerned with like the, yeah. how many listeners we could get or anything like that. So, uh, and then just, um, if you want to say some other, uh, things about humility. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, just be like me. Yeah, right? exactly. There you go. That's <laughs> what I was looking for. Thank you for. No, um, anyways, yeah, no, uh, we had a good time um, last night, actually. We went to uh, the Outcry tour. Um, my, my boss, I, he's actually really cool. Uh, he's a Christian, too, and he had extra tickets. Yeah. So he offered them to me and my wife, and, uh, yeah, we went to the Outcry tour. We saw um, Jesus Culture, Elevation, and Lauren Dangle, and honestly, at first, I thought I was going to hate it because it's just like, oh, yeah, this big event with a bunch of people and just this concert, the Christian concert pretty much, but uh, it's actually really good. Um, That's what's up. I, yeah, I had, I had, a, my, I had a couple little concerns, but I'm sure we'll get to that another time because sure, sure, just, yeah. it's just what concerns with Christianity and in, in a whole, yeah, and just, yeah. not Christianity, but church. Yeah. But uh, we'll get to those some other times. Honestly, it's just me ranting about things that i see are an issue yeah I, I mean i think that would be a really super valuable conversation to have i was i mean like the question that i wanted to ask you and i don't know if we have time to get into it tonight whenever you're telling me that story is that like how does it work in your life uh the whole being a christian at work or evangelism or when it's time to like it like because you said you know your boss is a christian how does that conversation come up? How do you introduce people that may or may not be Christians? You're not sure if they're Christians or not. You're still kind of testing the waters. You just met this guy. How does that come up in your conversations? And is, honestly, is it intentional? Like, what is that? Honestly, a lot of finding out whether people are Christians and people finding out that I'm a Christian happened when I first started my job uh, yeah. four years ago. And back then I was like, you know, coming out of the internship at said church and I was (laughs) like, like if you're talking about on fire Christians, like I was lit, bro. Like I was on it. Like people had to know who Jesus is and they need to know that they're full of sin and going to hell. I was like, I was there. I was there. Like whenever Keith graduated, I was, I was an elder at that church at the time and I got to lay my hands on him and I'm not kidding you. I laid my hands on Keith and I peed a little bit. Like he was so full <laughs> of the Holy Spirit. It was, it was just blow my mind. Yeah, man. But anyways, <laughs> anyways, so I, so the first, literally the first thing I said to this guy in the interview, cause I'm like, man, man, I'm just going to go in there and rock it for Jesus. If I get a job, I get a job. Luckily he was a Christian because if not, I would not have a job. So the first thing I said, he, you know, we sit down for the interview and he's like, so, uh, Keith, tell me why you want this job. And I'm like, man, I just want you to know 
that I'm going to work every day like I'm working for the Lord. Like, I'm going to make filters. I'm going to yes. make filters like I'm making them for Jesus Christ you are, himself. You are is, just Jesus so. Christ is going to be filtering his oil through the, like, the holy oil is going to be filtered through these things. Holy and, crap. <laughs> oh okay so i know that's probably not exactly what you said i'm sure you not said exactly it, you said it in a more down-to-earth less crazy way but i'm sure it was still the fact that the, the first thing there. you said to the guy was that i'm gonna work like i'm working for the lord i know that if you you were gambling right then because if he's not a christian he's gonna be like Oh, here we go. This is going to be fun. You know, like, or if, yes. if he is a Christian, he'll be like, oh, wow, this guy's really, really into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Luckily, <laughs> he was a Christian because I got a call back the next day and yeah, it was good. But anyways, so yeah, like I remember like going into that job, like my whole mindset was, you know, people need to know that I'm a Christian because if not, I'm not doing my job. Um, if people, you know, people don't know what I stand for, then I'm probably I'm not, not even saved. If I'm not tell, if I'm not just like literally going up to people and saying Jesus, it's kind exactly. Of, that was kind of the mentality that I had. Like, before. hi, I'm I'm Keith, uh, Jesus. You know, yeah. that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> like that is so so close. I no, mean, dude, obviously dude. there was more human words in there, but like I'm there sure was, that but was I, close. I remember real quick. I remember. Um, there was this guy that who used to work across from me and he would get so frustrated cause he's like, you gotta have other hobbies except being a Christian. And I, would, <laughs> I literally, I'd be like, nope, not really, man. Oh I just love God. Jesus. You're like a uh, freaking alien, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, do you play guitar, video games, anything? And I'm just like, no man, Jesus, you know, oh, I read my Bible. Geez. I pray, you know, I go out in the spirit all the time. I'm what praying in tongues every night. I'm, I'm going to be praying for you, my friend. That, like, dude, like, if you came up to me now and threw that at me, I would be like, oh, geez. I you, would probably you, puke a little you, bit. You poor child. Like, <laughs> you, you, you need, we need to talk. Like, you know what? what what's, what's your phone number? I'm going to get in touch with you. We're going to have a crisis hotline for like. <laughs> Nah, dude, I'd give you my number just so I could preach the gospel to you. I know you would. You freaking, (laughs) oh, like, I so respect the boldness that was in you, Keith, because it was the Uh, boldness that I aspired to as well. I wanted to have that. But something in the back of my mind was always like, I don't think that works, but but it's supposed to work. So let's try it and see if it does. And I cannot tell you how many, okay, so because I'm not as bold as uh, I probably should be or as bold as like I wish um, – uh, hold on. Let me rephrase that. I'm not as bold as I wish I was because being bold is cool, especially in Christian culture. Like no one in secular culture is like I'm bold. I want to be yeah. bold. Like that is just not <laughs> – that's not a positive word that they use. That's a Christian word. But I I wanted to be more bold uh, – And so, but I still, even like, I wanted to be bolder than this. I would sit down in the lunchroom, sit across from someone. Okay. So there's not a ton of people. So it's not going to be awkward. It's kind of personal a little bit. So let me just introduce myself. And then immediately afterwards, ask this person if they died today, whether they would be in heaven or be in hell. Yes. (laughs) Dude, don't even, yeah, don't even do that. Just like, seriously, walk out your door in the morning and just walk up to a random house, knock on the door and ask them the same thing. 
Bro, you have no Dude, seriously, let me you have uh, no idea. So so one thing that kind of threw me off about this concert we went to is standing outside, like every Christian concert, is a man with a megaphone preaching at everyone going into the concert oh, that no. unless they repent of their sins and turn to Jesus, they are going to hell. So we might have to break this up into a couple podcasts. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, so... Feel, did you I, just get the finger signal from Amanda? Is that what happened? No, she asked, how long is this? So I'm, I'm guessing it's about time. I mean, it is midnight. I have to be up at like 6. Yeah, so, so I mean, we can, we can cut it. I'm pretty sure that we've been recording for like 50, 45 maybe minutes. It's been a while. Yeah, but anyways, so, to wrap up my story really quick... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just I don't understand how effective that is supposed to be. You know, like you've got people going into this building where they have the and we talked about this a little bit today at church um, where people have the people are going into this building with the option to encounter God. Like they're going into this building where there's going to be people worshiping God and God could show up in their life. But as they're going in, they're being yelled at and called sinners and told Unless you're right with God, unless, you know, you're getting sin out of your life and being this perfect creation, this new creation, which I do believe in being a new creation, but not in some of the ways that people say it happens. Um, but, I totally agree. But, like, how how do you expect that to be fruitful? Like, let me tell you how, let me, and this is my thing with Christianity, like a Christianity in a whole Cause this even happened like during some of the messages that were being preached there. Like, like how can you tell someone over and over just how much they suck, how full of sin they are, how wicked they are, you know, how depressed they are, how addicted to porn they are. And you're telling them all these things about how much they suck. And then it's like, Oh, but Jesus loves you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I, I can't say for certain, but I, I think that it might be because the only time that they really accept something, <clears throat> excuse me, the only time they really accept something as the voice of God is if it comes from the Bible. And I'm not, I'm not knocking the Bible. I think that the Bible is totally legit. I love the Bible. It's awesome. I think it's the word of God. But if you don't, if you don't know that the Bible's whole entire freaking purpose is to point to Jesus, then you missed it. You know what I mean? Like that's literally the whole thing. But back to what I'm saying is that those people that think that that's productive is that is what makes up 50% of the book that they think is the only way they can hear God because people limit them. Yeah. They're like, I don't want to hear God in some weird spiritual way. That might be, that might be some new age craziness. You know what I mean? That you would actually like hear God talk to you and then like base your life off of what you heard rather than what you read. There is nowhere where that is in scripture except every chapter basically of scripture. But I digress. The point is that people I think put too much weight on the Bible and not enough weight on an actual relationship with the God who wrote it. And therefore, their message is polluted by what was never meant to be the entire message from God to man with judgment and smash your babies on the rocks and call yeah. some bears out of the woods to maul you and eternal hellfire and melting flesh and your tongue will <laughs> boil in your mouth. Like I mean like – you know, like yeah. all that craziness I think it comes from from people relying way too heavily 
on some Bible verses that were never meant to give them life. That's that's. Well, I think it's just like, like how my my wife is studying kids and being a teacher, and yeah. she could probably articulate that way better than I can. But there's different there's different ways to educate your kids and to discipline your kids that aren't fear driven. You know what I'm saying? And that's Christianity in a whole. We want to, we want it to be fear driven sometimes. Like pastors will get up there and just tell you how much you suck and how much you're going to hell and your sin is destroying you to the point where like you're sitting in your seat and it's making you feel awkward and they're telling you it's conviction. Yeah. You know, they're, they're telling you that's, that's the Holy Spirit convict you. And part of it may be like, I've had times where the Holy Spirit has convicted me of sin, but I've had just as many times where I just feel awkward and I feel like I'm just being pointed out by a pastor. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I felt the same way where I'm like, dude, I get it, bro. I don't preach the gospel enough. Like, come on, give me a break. You know what I mean? Show me some mercy and grace here, bro. Yeah, but I I I totally agree. Uh, that is, I, and I'm sure we're going to say this at least three more times before this podcast ends. Shortly, uh, a topic for another podcast would be parenting and things like that. But like yeah. for me, I think that fear is a really healthy motivator. Now, please don't get me wrong. Fear is not a healthy way to connect with people, but consequences are a truth of life. If you don't go to work, the consequences are you lose your job. The consequence yeah. of that is you can't pay your bills. The consequence of that is you lose your house. The consequence of that is you're now homeless. And then things spiral out of control because of consequence. And I don't think that my relationship with my son, I don't think that I want that to be based on the consequences of the choices that he makes. I want that to be based on love. You know what I mean? And I don't think your relationship yeah. should be based on love. But I do think that fear is a healthy motivator. You know, like if – if my son were to run out in the middle of the street, you know, I don't ever want him to do that again. And the best way that I can is to show him that, like, I can't obviously hit him with a car to explain the consequences to him. So I have to show him a consequence that is time out if he runs out in the street or maybe a spanking. But it's because I love him and God definitely in the Bible, which I believe is true. It says that God disciplines those that he loves. And I think that discipline and consequence are super good parts of a loving relationship, but you can't have your relationship based on those things. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want my son to grow up and say like, if if I did that, my dad would, you know what I mean? Like, that's not what I want. I don't want to be remembered that way. You know, and I, I know God in heaven doesn't want to be remembered that way. But yet the guys that are out on the street with the picket signs are like, hey, just so you know, you're probably never going to church or anything. But if you're going to have a memory about God, let it be that you're going to burn in hell forever. Yeah, because that's what if I you want never your... hear anything else other than the God of the universe. I want you to know he hates you and you're burning in hell yeah. unless you become a Christian and then he loves you. Yeah, exactly. And most people don't even listen that far. They just read the sign and hear a guy shouting. So the sign is to catch people's attention, and it does. And it says that God is mad at you, and bad stuff's going to happen to you. And so you walk away from that, and you're like, man, whenever someone says Jesus, you're like, oh, yeah, hates me. Burn in hell. Repent for the time is now. Okay. Yeah, I know that guy. And that's just so – 
like I said, I don't want to grow up and have my son think, man, if I did that, my dad would X, Y, Z. God doesn't want to be remembered that way either. And yet that's how we, as the bold Christians, have gone out on the street and caused him to be remembered that way because of stupid crap like that. Yeah. So to to I, I guess to bring this point to a close and probably bring the pro- podcast to a close all in itself. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to end it like right away, but I just for your sake, man, you got to be up. No, I need to. Yeah. I need to go. To bed. <laughs> OK, never mind. We're wrapping <laughs> this one up quick. But the reason that I asked that question is because I think that that's something that a lot of Christians uh, struggle with because I, I feel like I'm not the only weird person who is like, gotta be bold, ask them whether they're burning in hell or not. You know, I mean, at, at, at work and in your life, how do you share the gospel with people? And I've done it many different ways because I've been trying to get people to come to church for the longest time. And, uh, you know, preaching the gospel is kind of how I've done that is I want people to be saved. I want them to go to church. I have this list of things that I'm supposed to do. So I want them to do the list of things too. And I've tried it a lot of different ways. And what I've been doing recently, and it's been working better than it, it has in most years in the very beginning, I had friends in high school. When I got saved, I had friends in high school and those friends knew me. And I got to know them before I introduced them to Jesus. They knew me and they were able to see the change in my life that ministered to them because I could show them reality. I didn't yeah. I didn't bring the gospel first. I brought the reality of my life. And then only after I paved the road of reality of my life was I able to set the gospel on top of it and invite them to walk across and hopefully maybe accept Jesus. And the thing is, those are relationships I still have. Ryan Miller, you, Shane. Uh, all, all those people, Tyreek, yeah. all those people were just friends that I had. Tyreek, dude, hey, if you're listening, bro, hey, bro let's hang hey, out. Bro, let's get <laughs> So, yeah, but. By I the mean, way, finish that, uh, finish that D&D picture for me. You're, you're probably not even listening, but if you are, hey, get that done. Hey, gotcha. Hey. All right. But, so, so, yeah. so, but, and then I stopped Go doing that and I switched to the methods that were handed to me that I, I learned from. Watching like I don't want to name drop, but from, from watching like Ray Comfort or Kirk Cameron, not that not that they're really no, they're really nice guys. And I love the fact that they're preaching the gospel. Just don't 100 percent agree with the way they do it sometimes. I, I, but I'd I super I'm, respect them. Super I, respect. Again, them. I'm on the same exact page. I respect their heart for the lost because I know that it's real. It's just the yeah. method sometimes. And so what I did was I studied that the way of the master this and that. And I studied yep. and I started preaching the gospel that way and it stopped working. Like I don't have a lot of relationships from that whole middle period. I got a couple here and there because of the freaking friendship, not because of the freaking methods of like knowing how to debate the gospel with people that never helped me do stuff for Jesus. <laughs> so, um, but what I, and, and then in recent years, I've returned to that. I'm, I'm friends with yeah. a couple guys at work that I've been reaching out to. And, and when I say reaching out, I feel so disgusting. I don't mean reaching yeah. out, like trying to convert them, but I mean like, like socially, you know what I mean? I've been like, Hey, you want to hang out sometime? Hey, we have common interests. Cool. Yeah. And I've, I, I've literally, I shut off the way of the master switch in my head. And, uh, 
I, I just started I mean, to be friends with people and establish reality. And now that I've established yeah. reality, I can get them to see the gospel is real. And I've I had mean, and I've had them people regularly. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off, Keith. I'm just finished this last one. And I'm going to shut up and let you take over. The but I've had people like there's people in my life, multiple people, and they have said, Ben, hey, do you still go to that one church? Because I'd like to come with you. Or, hey, I heard you weren't going to that church anymore. What are you doing now? Because I'd like to go with you because I want to try and get yeah. my life on track. And people know that they need some kind of hope, faith, and love. They know they need that. And when they see me have it and I'm their friend and they believe me and I'm not some salesman who's trying to scare them into the gospel, it freaking works. Like it just does. When you love people, they like it, man. When yeah. you show them hope, they enjoy feeling hopeful. When you ask them if they're going to burn in hell forever, they literally like just shut down. They don't like that crap. Yeah. That's not the right it's way. Like, to yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah, man, I just really wanted to feel condemned and hopeless today. Thank you so much. Exactly. Everything that your Jesus has to offer now that you've made it so, so made me so aware that I don't have that. Uh, now I feel like I want to get saved. The thing is that that's not wrong. Like when people, and and I don't want to sound super judgmental here. And if I do literally like, we'll just, we'll do a whole nother episode. (laughs) Like I'm okay. You just mute me out of everything. That's not what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I mean, you would just literally hear me randomly saying, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. I'm back. So, (laughs) With with uh, with that is that do people need to know that they might not have all the love they could have all the hope they had you know uh, they they do lack something but you can't tell someone that they need something by just pointing at it and saying like you don't have this you don't have this what you should do to truly offer something and make someone enjoy like having a conversation with you is just befriend them. And then if they see hope, if it's really real and they see hope in your life, I'm sure they'll ask you about it. If they really see love in your life, I'm sure they'll ask you about it. And I think that Christians that say, I don't have enough time to become everybody's friend are Christians that just aren't. And I'm sorry, I'm calling you out if this is you. Uh, Actually, I'm really glad I'm doing it. Uh, is that those are people who just aren't willing to put in the work to get the real relationships that that are lasting. I think they're people yeah. who just want to dip their finger in preaching the gospel, call themselves bold and a soul winner, and then walk away with a title but no results. I think that yeah. And my thing is on yeah. <laughs> my thing is like I've got friends in my life who might not ever be Christians, but they know me. And they respect me and they love me. And we can even talk about God and debate it. Like my buddy Adam, um, he probably even listened to this whole podcast just because he loves me as a person, even though he's not a Christian. He doesn't care anything about Christianity. I'm saying, dude. Like, Like, you know, like I don't care (coughs) if someone becomes a Christian or not. I care about someone. If yes, thank you. Your primary yeah. goal should be what Jesus set it up to be: love other people and love God. Not convert as many people as possible, which is 
somehow because that's from, that's your fruit bro some, that's your fruit yeah i know and a real fruit <laughs> a real vine's gonna produce fruit and if you don't have disciples man are you are you really doing it yeah exactly no <laughs> i have i have real friends that love me and i care more yeah. about them than i care about whatever you just called a disciple yeah <laughs> you, you crazy no i'm not gonna go there i'm sorry i'm gonna hold that in you just <laughs> Okay, I do got to go soon, okay, but yeah, yeah, we, we can I do I just want, want to talk about that as a topic, but yeah. Let's yeah, see. and we'll, I'm sure we'll probably listen over this and pull like 20 other conversations we could have out of it along with the list we've already compiled. Sure, yeah. But I want to end this, um, which I haven't even told you yet. I just talked oh, to uh, Ryan. Yeah, I was talking to Ryan Thetford um, earlier and texting him, and he said he would be down for doing like a short interview later this Name week. Drop. So name drop yep pastor ryan i just call him ryan now but he's a cool dude um i don't think i'll ever be able to break myself of pastor ryan just because like i literally like i almost can't remember my life before i started calling him pastor ryan (laughs) yeah but anyways um i'm gonna have him on the podcast later this week it'll be a short one i mean i mean we're gonna say it's going to be short, but he's a talker, so it might go on very long. Oh, yeah. Um, But we're just going to have him on, and um, you can join if you're free, Ben. If not, I'm just going to do the interview and just ask him, you know, how he got to where he's at, you know, going from being a pastor at a church to now being just a leader in a house church. um, And just, I don't know, like, I don't even know if he would like the definition of leader. I, I, we're not even, we're not even sure what, where we're at as far as oh, all that yeah. goes, but I, I, can, I definitely I can just from, I'm pretty sure he's not going to like it, but we'll call him. We'll do it just to mess with him. Yeah. 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 Let's do it. I'll, I'll, I'll just call him pastor. I'll call him. Yeah. He's the facilitator. Oh, dude, we'll We should do that. that. We should just be like, every time we address him, we're like, so, uh, honorable reverend of the, <laughs> yes. of the seventh bowl of judgment of God, Pastor Ryan. Pope Thetford? Yeah, Pope Thetford. yeah Pope uh, Thetford. I have a confession. <laughs> Father Thetford, can you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, it's going to be so good. I can't wait to do that. I, I hope that I'm available as long as – now, I mean, if you need to do it without me, that's totally cool. I would love to be a part of it, but you just keep me posted. And then if I can't be there, I'll just make you a soundboard of me that says, like, I totally agree. Amen. Hallelujah, yeah. Jesus. And a couple they, a couple uh, un, un, unsavoring words, throw those in there. Yeah, absolutely. I Whenever I, whenever <laughs> he talks about, like, some kind of religious crap, I'll just – I'll record some, uh, like – Just a bleep. Oh, just record a bleep. Yeah. Just, and I'll just randomly throw that in there. And I'll be like, that was Ben, just so you know. Yeah. He just couldn't handle it and he had to swear uncontrollably. Yeah. <laughs> sinner. <laughs> yeah. Dude, all right. So we'll we'll wrap this up here. Uh if anyone listened to this, God bless you. You must really like either love yeah. us a lot or have God had something for you, uh, maybe. I don't know. The point I'm trying to make is that, like I said in the beginning, we're not professionals at this. We're not professionals at being Christians, but we're trying to figure both the podcast and our spiritual lives out. So thank you for being with us. Uh, and, Amen, brother. Yes. Uh, do you want to finish us out with, uh, <laughs> with a, an amazing closing? Do you have uh, like words of parting, Keith? Oh, man. Uh, there's a There's a kingdom that I know of. Yes. Um, yes. And, uh, and I, I am known as I, I am known as none other than the pro complexity. And uh, this kingdom is is Xbox Live. 
No, oh my I'm just, God. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, for, but, uh, forgive us for the, <laughs> for the sacrilege. No, I'm just kidding. Anyways, no, I hope everyone enjoyed it. And I hope it was kind of funny and kind of cool. And I'm, I really don't know what it was, to be yeah, honest. I, but but that's okay because we're like the poster children for uncertainty. And this is this is key. I'm so I, I had fun, bro. I had fun. So we'll just yeah. we'll just leave it at that. I had it was good talking to you. Yeah. And uh, I guess uh, I'll catch we're you still later out Friday. Uh, yeah, we can hang out Friday. We can even podcast Friday if if you Do want nice. to. Nice. Yeah. All right, man. Well. Uh, I guess I'll catch you later, and then uh, as soon as this is over, I'll send you some texts about how do you feel that went. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sounds good. All right, man. Hey, you go to bed. You get some sleep. Go to work tomorrow. We'll catch up about all this stuff later. All right. Sayonara. All right. Adios, bros. See ya. <laughs>